0: If you're an Amazon Prime member, remember that you do have a free subscription to Twitch every month that can be used for this. And for those of you who are already subscribers, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search focus that fire and so we come together welcome to
1: focused fire chat
0: Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on March 27th, 2020, over on twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat. As always, want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the weapons of Season of the Dawn, or Season of Dawn, I guess. There's no V the in that one. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86
2: And this is the Trials by Fire, or by Void, I guess it's more by Void, Green-Eyed Music Lover. And I then last,
0: <laughs> last, but definitely not the least in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have our good friend Grave Mine. Grave, how are you doing
1: tonight? I I'm uh, I'm the grave mind and uh, I am the monument to like a few of your sins, I
0: guess. <laughs> a few? As a long few. as you're not a solar no, system size one. You ah. know, that's...
1: Not all. Not yet. Not yet. As
0: so, so long as you don't metamorphosis into a key mind, we're okay. Oh oh, oh, oh I'm I I'm getting there. Just, <laughs> look, I'm getting there. Just but I'm be, give me a couple thousand years and I'll be Fair enough, fair enough. Green, I'm going to unleash you.
1: Oh,
0: unleash me? Oh, my.
2: my. I don't know how to... I don't know how to feel about that. Anyway. uh,
0: Noted. We'll use that as going (laughs) going forward. (laughs) Right. (laughs) right. All right.
2: So, Grave, I've actually only started seeing you kind of in the Twitterverse the last, probably the last, like, six to seven months I've seen you really hit up a lot of different people on the same circles as me. So my question to you, since you're kind of a newer voice in the community that's really starting to stand out, where, or I guess, what is your favorite lore story in Destiny? Like, what, I just... What What about you? I would like to sit down with a cup of coffee with you and figure out what is your favorite lore are story. You,
1: are, are you going to ask me for dinner first?
2: I mean, this is kind of how lore masters ask each other out way. to dinner. Yeah, she doesn't. Play hey, if there's, if there's if butter gators, we are all on for dinner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, in that case, I'm going to figure out what butter gators are. Um, uh, my favorite lore story um, it, it's always it's always been uh, Dredge Nior and Shin Mm-hmm. But you know, that's always everyone's favorite. Right. Um, but for me, it really does resonate with me, because there's something about that story that just moves me to tears. Like, that showdown at Windward's Ridge, like, how uh, the writer describes just the emotion Shin feels as he's Moving to light up his golden gun. Yeah. There's so something about it.
2: How do you feel about the developments within that story where Shin is now kind of a, not necessarily a dark character, but a character that's more hmm, willing to be an anti hero? Oh, oh, I love it. I, I, think, okay. I think it totally makes it. I think it, it totally adds to his character. I
1: think mm-hmm. the, the stuff they've added to it to that since reintroducing Last and Born. Mm-hmm. they've been. It's been such, it's such an integral part because we finally have more answers to what happened after that. What happened after your died. And we have this whole elaboration on and we finally have a tie like a more, a stronger tie to that in game through the Drifter. And in his story, This is true, and I just I love I I love that that fervor connection. It's the closest where I think we're going to get until they they add Shen as a vendor. That's the only way that they'll further strengthen. They'll further strengthen that.
2: It's true. I'm interested to see if they're going to continue that story at all at this point because it feels like it's at a fairly natural stopping place. In particular with Shen, but.
1: I feel like I feel like if they ended on on, on here with Lumina, it'll it'll be on a high note. Mm-hmm. I
0: think. And John yeah. and John has said that he purposely ends each each installment of them. Where if they don't, if they choose not to continue, you know, in the Which next is smart. DLC, it's it's That's an exe- like because he, he said that. I mean, he's he's gone on record saying that the story that he has for Shin will probably never, you know, get the full ending that he has just simply because it's quite extensive and but but that's why he writes it the way he does with each um installment kind of being a self-contained story is so that it's not a you know it's not a cliffhanger that's not necessary basically
2: that's true well okay so here is my follow-up question is the story of your and Dredge, or Dredge and Shen, which is accurate actually, even though no one ever calls them that. Um, is that the story that got you into lore, or is there a different story that kind of pulled you in first, and then you ended up stumbling upon the Dwindler's Ridge story later?
1: Well, the uh, the first story that actually got me into Destiny from a lore perspective was uh, Vault the Glass, actually.
2: Uh, okay. yeah, like yeah Pahanan and them.
1: Yep. Yeah, uh, simply uh, Kabir. Mm-hmm. There's something about Kabir's fall that, I, again, it kind of drives me to tears, because the fall to glass was my first raid, and uh, I, I actually ended up getting a lot of the Kabir, uh, Kabir's armor set. Nice. And uh, on that first run. And that was On first your first run? One? Yeah, on my first one. run. Uh... I thought want I thought <laughs> want <sighs> Okay. Ah, lucky
2: <laughs> i never got like i had, was missing so many of those p- armor pieces and i never got vex class. i never got that weapon granted i, I did not trade that
1: much but geez
0: oh the ship wow a- yeah that was that was the difficult one
1: mm-hmm. yeah that was my first run too uh nice <laughs> I, I didn't even know like what i was
2: doing in that i don't think any of us knew what we're that was definitely a raid. You had to have everybody know what was going on. Yeah. And there then, I
1: everyone knew what was going on except me. I felt, but then again, we, we, the team that we assembled wasn't a typical, like LFG kind of thing. I was kind of roped into it. Uh, I was just doing some stuff around tower. And uh, uh, these guys uh, kind of invited me to a party and said, Hey, we need a six man for a uh, glass. And I'm like, really? I'm like, okay. And uh, we did Vault of Glass and when Dark Well hit, we did Croat's end. Then oh, those that, days. Yep, yeah, and then after that we didn't we never saw each other again. <laughs> those days <laughs> the true, when you
0: get... the true raid LFG right there.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, no no LFG like external site. We didn't even use Bunny's app. We just found each other in a tower. We were in the That's same
2: That's awesome. Place. You know, I think that may have been something more common back in D1, because I haven't had that happen in D2. I've had people reach out to me in D1. That's actually kind of, in some ways, one of the things that my um, old clan back in uh, Xbox used to do. Karen, she is notorious for wanting to invite blueberries into our party, and then she's kind of obnoxiously like, hi, what's you doing?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and hey, is she, yeah, she makes friends
2: that way. It's great. Uh, She's more of a extrovert than the entire clan put together at that time. So sometimes it's, it's that's good. what you need though. It is. It is. So last question for you, before we get into kind of like a crazy off the wall type question, what is your primary class that you play? And then, on top of that, what's your primary subclass?
1: If you had asked me that during Forsaken, I probably would have said Hunter. Mm-hmm. But uh, since Shadowkeep, I've gravitated back to my Titan. And I've always been a Titan main since okay. like, One, beta.
2: Now, very important. Are you Peregrine Greaves, Titan? Are you... Sentinel Titan, are you? What? Which Titan are you doing? Which verb are you? Are you participating as
0: <laughs> the one that vomits light, or the?
2: I, we're gonna have to explain that joke here. <laughs> oh second. my god! I, look, I'm gonna refer to
0: all
1: the subclasses as this. Which one now. gives you the need hardest?
2: <laughs> Parry mm. You want the? You want the grieves? Oh, okay. So here's the next question on that. Are you grieving on Striker or Are you grieving on Sentinel? Because I think you can. Different.
1: Agree striker, maybe.
2: Okay. Nice, 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 nice. There are fewer and fewer of those around. I feel
1: we're dying I, breed, but we're still, we are still very. Boring. You know,
2: you know. So I'm okay. Fair. I'm okay that it's a bit of a dying breed because <laughs> do you remember season of the Titan where it was the super would last for days Never. at that oh, point? Yeah. Oh my god! And you oh, could get swan yeah. killed by the same super like six times. It was. It was a oh, good day. Those are good days. To be had. Uh, <laughs> so frustrating. So uh, I made a reference a little bit ago. This is kind of a breakout type thing, and I'm going to put it in our private chat for you to see. Um, a friend of mine suggested this Twitter account <laughs> because there are fair warning. This Twitter account it is-, is dangerous. Yeah, oh, this God. is one that's not going to go into the show notes, so you don't have to worry about that. Or if you really, really want it, just ping at me or just look at some of the people I followed recently. But there is really good art on here that is not NSFW, that is um, birds, subclass birds. And it's kind of hilarious because the uh, Striker Titan is like this blur of a bird trying to go down. The and then, like, the, the, arc the, the, arc, the arc ones, the <laughs> arc subclasses are the best in general, because pole dancer for Hunter is literally a bird spinning around a pole that's stationary. <laughs> and then the warlock one is this bird just vomiting <laughs> arc at other people. It is so good. It's like...
1: I think I, what, I, think I, I think I see what you
2: are to Uh-huh. I think I it's, it's one of my happiest moments lately. Like, you want to talk about a happy destiny moment, this is definitely one of them. Uh, shoot the worm.
1: Shoot the world! Mm-hmm. I rejoined that. I follow this person. Oh my god.
2: It's great. But, okay, so, crazy question. Oh boy. If you could embody any animal, but still have your, your super, your Titan super, which animal would you embody?
1: I'd be a bear,
2: a charging God. bear.
1: Bless that'd it. I'd be a bear.
2: Why a bear? Like what kind of bear? A Kodiak bear, a grizzly bear, a polar bear. Grizzly. A it'd teddy be a bear. Grizzly
1: bear. Okay. I'd be I'd be a, a mix grizzly and teddy. You that'd are such a, a titan. I'd be a huge softy, but I hit hard. Of course, okay. I'm, I'm. Of course, I'm a titan man. Yeah.
2: You are definitely a Titan. It's funny because you have, like, friend of the show, uh, Beard Grizzly, who was a warlock for so stinking long and now will never turn away from Titan. That is his main. Oh, at really? This point. I,
0: mm-hmm. That's he hilarious. He switched to
2: Titan about a year ago now, and he has not gone back. Like, he is a <laughs> Titan now. It's great. Oh, you're playing with Orchid. That's what's going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool. So, Blue, I'm going to, I know you're probably in the middle of a match or getting ready to start up another match, but I'm going to toss it back to you with any special announcements we may have.
0: Uh, We don't have any special announcements other than just like a repeat of the one that we had last week, uh, just about, you know, keeping, keeping safe, everyone, you know, let us know if there's anything that we can do to, to help, whether that's a, you know, a chat, you know, Shoulder to talk to or ear to talk to, or shoulder to lean on, you know whatever um obviously we're we're here to make sure that everyone is is as happy and as comfortable. Um, remember to wash your hands, you know be safe, mm-hmm. uh, stay at home if you have the option, you know all the all that stuff you that mean, you're hearing the thing everywhere that all the time, yeah, all the time. everyone's telling but you um
1: I think the more also important this, thing just chill just
2: yeah. I yeah. think the most important announcement that we have with that is that remember to have fun during this. Like, it's yeah. really easy to not have fun and to worry about a lot of things. And
0: and feel today, free to turn off social media.
2: Yes, 100%. It's a staycation. Think of it as a staycation. Right. And now that things have um, proceeded the way they have, I think it's a little bit more easily mm-hmm. able to relax and breathe a little bit. My wife has smiled genuinely for the first time today in about two weeks. So really, really figure out your routine, find something to be fun or have fun with, even if it's like puzzles, like there's been a huge boom in puzzle sales lately. I which can't is, imagine why. I mean, it's kind of cool. I right. I grew up doing puzzles with my grandmother, so it's yeah. not a, a foreign thing for me to be like, hey, I want to get a puzzle and put it together, but it's just find something to relax with that is not a screen. Like if you are a screen person and you get energy from it, great. But if you are somebody who gets drawn in and sucked to like the energy out of, go paint, go draw, go go draw in the dirt. If you're not good at drawing on paper, just figure out something to f- just different. Mm-hmm.
1: Or oh, yeah. if you just want to spend time playing games, uh, Doom Eternal came out like mm-hmm. just oh yeah, Animal Crossing.
0: Animal Crossing came out. Yep, and uh,
1: Doom is really fun. It's fun ripping rip and tear. Mm, I'm, I'm struggling right now. There's
2: amazing Animal Crossing memes right now too. Uh, yeah.
0: Doom and Animal Crossing is one of the most wholesome crossovers. Like those, it's sub, those subreddits have like single-handedly restored some of my faith in humanity because because the joke is is that they released on the same day. They they yep. both came out on the same day, and everyone was like predicting this huge like you know fight between because the doom the doom subreddit is not for the right. Faint it's of a heart. Little, it's, it's a little darker. I mean, it's not the context for the, of the yeah, show. Yeah. It's
2: it's darker, and
0: and but. they and they like wholeheartedly just embrace the Animal Crossing community. Hey,
1: hey, hey. And we oh my and there. Animal
0: Crossing did the same thing to theirs. Oh my god, it was so it, it's just adorable. And, right? and the crossovers have just been uh they're they're great memes. Um but yeah. Um other than that, we just have our standard housekeeping notes and then I'm actually going to probably be I, I know you guys said something about curated roles and I start up to listening. I warned Grave beforehand. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna talk about this role and this role." I'm like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Like, we're talking. I mean, we're gonna talk about
2: like suggested <laughs> roles. We're. It's fine, yeah. Blue. It's fine. We're gonna we're gonna walk you through it. It's not gonna be hard. Oh not no, be no. Scary. It's It's
0: mostly because I don't I don't pay attention to them.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Uh, just, just don't 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 worry about. It. We'll We'll hold your hand. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just, just don't mess it up. Come, don't come, my child. <laughs> let me,
2: let me show you the wonders of what these perks can do on these different guns. Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay, so uh, the time lost weapons. I'm, I'm assuming I'm good to go, right, Blue?
0: Yeah, I mean, really, the only thing I would say—oh, <clears throat> I just wasted that. Uh, the only thing I would say is we are just keeping it as the title of the, the show does kind of suggest we are keeping it to season nine or season of Dawn. Um, sure. But that being said, if there is a specific weapon or, you know, I know we have Rhino does the destiny armory defined and he mm -hmm. does quite a bit on weapons. If there is a gun that, you know, or a weapon that you prefer, or you will really, really have like strong feelings of, let us know in, in either comments on Podbean or comments on the YouTube channel or, you know, we'll put this up on the blog uh as we usually do and just give us a comment there uh, because i definitely it's definitely really cool looking at like some of the i don't really look at the technical sides of weapons um as much as i look at like the historical connections for like the destiny Mm -hmm. armory defined and stuff but right it's interesting seeing all that because i know um what is it Mercules and is it Fallout that does a lot of Fallout the-
2: does some a ton of weapon testing and there's a lot of people who do yeah. weapon testing videos and whatnot. Fallout's probably the most notable. Um he'll actually go in and do clips in the uh callus menagerie, mm, okay. I guess. It's not the actual menagerie, but it's the this trophy room, right? You can you can spawn we- uh, enemies over and over and you can test out weapons ah, in there.
0: Okay. Yeah, So, but so, I mean, that being said, if there is a weapon from another season that you guys have, like, you know, yeah. you guys want to talk about, please, please feel free to yep. use the comment section to do exactly that.
1: Or for, but, like, yes.
2: lore purposes also, as well. Anyway, mm-hmm. go for it, Grave.
1: Yeah, also, I'm a, I also want to mention, I'm a, there's a uh, DCP, uh, the uh, Destiny Community Podcast, they started a, another uh, uh, series talking about oh, that's right. weapons yeah. specifically. Uh, mm-hmm. called uh what's well, it firing range uh,
0: yeah i want to say it's like yeah. yeah it's something like firing range or on the range or something i think it's firing range yeah
1: i'm um, like yeah 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 those guys um uh cool guy fallout mercules uh they all get together and they're actually uh radio and, and they talk about uh different levels uh and different levels in general and, and destiny and how and they're they kind of
2: they're taking a little bit over uh, the the void of what happened with the uh, crucible, crucible Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but uh, that being said that brings us into the time lost weapons in general or like the season of the dawn weapons they are weapons that we have had in the past most of them, some of them are new that have been lost in time and we're able to access through either doing um, specific missions for like the exotics or even through the obelisk by doing these Miniature quest like things. If you were around during the Black Armory days, you had those little quests to get the Black Armory weapons. This is a similar take on yep. that, but without having to go and do forges, which yep. I appreciate.
1: And later, and later on that season was coming to the close, uh, there was uh, a fourth obelisk. To, there, there were three obelisks: mm-hmm. Tangle Shore, uh, the, the uh, EDZ. And on Nessus, then there was and
2: uh, Mars, and
1: Mars, mm-hmm. and there was a fifth one uh, at the tower. As as season was coming to a close, you could uh, donate uh, the currency of, of the uh, season uh, fractaline, uh, and you could uh, actually donate to the Ethereum Foundation, which would later uh, give birth to Trials, mm-hmm. as it is now, and. Uh, yeah. This. And, and, came... Yeah, yeah, and you would now, and and any uh, bounties you had, any weapon bounties you had, uh, when you, if you donated enough fractaline, you would actually complete uh whatever weapon bounties you had.
2: Yeah. So it was twenty-five percent of the weapon bounty done for every grouping of fractaline you donated at the time, which was great. It allowed you to get a lot of different weapons and get your perfect roll. Yep. For the weapon. And one of the things we're going to talk about a little bit during this introduction episode, which is a little less, um, it's going to be a little less lore heavy. Second episode is going to be the more lore heavy as far as like the advanced episode for the week. This one, we're actually going to talk about a few suggested roles. Now, I pulled these specifically from, um, and I feel really kind of sheepish the fact that I pulled it from Forbes, but I did pull it from Paul Tassie. Um, I actually agree with a lot of these roles, I think they're great. Um, great balancing things and especially for pve there are a few roles in here that i would say that are pvp roles but some of the pve roles that he has are really 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 good
1: but... yeah, and, and there are some, and there were some that i have personally used because i personally think that uh the weapons from season of dawn are obviously some of the best we've had in the game so far like straight up
2: yeah Uh, Let's see here. So the very first rule that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Tangled Shore weapons that we were able to get. Now, I'm only doing the time lost weapons that are kind of like the primary weapons. There are some that do not have lore. I'm not really touching on them as much, but I do have some rules for that. So Breachlight, Sidearm. Sidearms back last season were good. They're better this season. So if you are a sidearm lover, you really want to pick up a sidearm this season. Drang is deadly. Breachlight's deadly. Uh, Traveler's Judgment is kind of stupid in the best of ways. So if you're a sidearm fan, now is the time to try it. But in the Breachlight sidearm, you have a few different roles that are really great. Outlaw and Rampage. Always good kind of ones to have outlaws because you want that, that speed reload and everything. Outlaw and multi-kill clip, outlaw and Vorpal. Now, Blue asked what Vorpal was earlier when we were off air, and Vorpal is actually a really cool perk that's come to light in the last couple of seasons. It allows you to do more damage to uh, people who are in their supers if you're in Crucible. And remind me, Grave, what it is in for P- PVE because I'm going to go. F- I'm going to have you do a little bit more of the PVE side. I'm a little bit more PvP, unfortunately. So. Yeah.
0: That's I'm what you kill the Jabberwocky listened. with. Uh,
2: the Vorpal?
0: <laughs> the Vorpal sword. That's what you kill the Jabberwock with.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my god.
2: That's actually a really cool
1: that's reference a, that I had not thought about. That's a reference. Yeah. That's a reference.
0: I like it. But uh, Alright, that's my contribution. I'm done. Uh,
1: Bye. Okay, mm-hmm. so Vorpal Weapon. Vorpal uh, Weapon was a perk that was introduced uh, last season, and it Obviously, it came with a lot of the new uh, weapons that were introduced last season. So, Warp Weapon does bonus damage uh, to uh, bosses, and it kind of also does bonus damage to majors, but not really. It's it's really minuscule in terms of uh, uh, damage bonus, but against bosses, it's really good. Uh, Glad, I remember this one clip, uh, he was testing a sidearm. Uh, in like the in the, uh, the uh, tribute hall against the, uh, the ogre a simulated ogre and uh, it shredded. I, I believe that was the as well. Nice. It is, yeah. It is, it's stupid. Good.
2: Yeah. It is a really good weapon. Uh, another role that Paul had on his uh, article was to use demolition vorpal together. Demolish demolitionist, is actually a really underappreciated one because that helps you get your grenades back faster. Grenades are some of the most powerful tools that you have in both PvE and PvP. It's a really great tool for PvE especially. Demolitionist and Rampage, you're just going to run burn through all of like Lost Sectors and stuff like that without any trouble. Yeah,
1: yeah and Demolitionist, it gives you uh, extra grenade energy back. Mm-hmm. And so you're building a lot, of three, lot weapon.
2: So sidearms, one of the things that they buffed the last couple of seasons, if you are if you are a listener at the show and you're not necessarily a huge sidearm fan, I really <laughs> encourage you to pick up one, um, whether it's Anonymous Autumn, which is a great one, Breach Light, which is a great one, and just run around for a little with little while with it. They actually feel more akin to hand cannons in so much that they they can melt as fast as a shotgun. Yeah. And they have a longer range. They're kind of that n- that extended range past a shotgun.
1: They're a shotgun
2: counter. Oh, yeah. They're a great shotgun counter. They're actually... I think they would replace Recluse. If Recluse wasn't so prominent in the SMG slot, you can easily replace Recluse with a, sh- a sidearm, especially if you have a um, full auto sidearm or...
1: Or <laughs> one of the burst ones, like Last Hope or Last
2: mm-hmm. Dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, ironically... The Vestian Dynasty has not been that prevalent lately, and it used to be the sidearm I would use all the time. It's not nearly as good as it used to be, but Breachlight is a great one to pick up.
1: My one complaint about Breachlight is um, uh, the kick. Mm-hmm. It it kicks like a mule.
2: If you have a, a handling mod on it, or a, not a handling, um, Masterwork, masterwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes it a lot nicer. Range masterwork or handling masterwork on sidearms is great. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to move on to an auto rifle. So Tangled Shore auto rifle was the steel feather repeater.
1: My favorite Not a, one.
2: Yeah, out of all of the time lost weapons or?
1: Yeah. Out of all time lost weapons. Oh, that's really? my favorite,
0: that's my favorite yeah. one, too, because it's the only <laughs> one I got.
2: Oh, really?
1: It's, it's really good. It's really good.
2: There's ah. some good ones this season, too. Like, I kind of want to dig into this season's weapons as well. Yeah,
1: you know, like the Seraph weapons.
2: Mm-hmm. The Seven Seraph weapons are pretty good. There is a auto rifle oh, that's the specifically for the...
0: Oh, go for it, right. for Sorry.
2: I was just going to say that the auto rifle that is not the Seven Seraph one is also really good. And it's kind of annoying because I had a team full of them in Trials tonight.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're not going to do
0: the uh, seventh uh, Seraph one I got is like a laser beam. Like it, oh I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's just because I don't know if I'll that's the, the archetype. Off. Yeah, I don't know if it's that mm-hmm. archetype or if that's just the specific role I got. But I pull the trigger and it doesn't move like at all.
1: Fast. Yeah, I think that might be precision because steel has a rapid fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops, I'm sorry. My
2: dog oh. decided he wanted to say hi. Um, hi, doggo. Yes. So the. Rapid fire auto rifles are definitely, I think, a harder hitting, ironically, than the the heavier hitting ones. Like I used Tiger Spite all through Forsaken; mm-hmm. that was my baby. But it doesn't hit nearly as hard now compared to some of its faster firing cousins. So I I like the faster fire ones. Suros is a great one. Uh, the spin up Suros is deadly as all get out. Anyway, Monty get back Rose.
1: to great. Mm-hmm.
2: Steel Feather Repeater, though. We should actually talk about the time Lost weapon. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: You can't tell I like talking about guns. Um, steel Feather yeah, Repeater yeah. Auto Rifle has a few really, really good roles. One of them is Feeding Frenzy and Multi-Kill Clip. Another one is Substance and Swashbuckler. Swashbuckler, I I personally have not ever really played around with. I don't know. What are your feelings on that one, Grave?
1: I, uh, I haven't really started to use Swashbuckler until I got... Uh, some weapons that came with uh, it uh, last season.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and the way I see Swashbuckler is, uh, it's obviously, obviously, it got nerfed. I'm um, a uh, you, you deal. Well, it had to, win. like yeah, yeah, that
2: one-two punch, it. were yeah. way, way overpowered. Yeah,
1: and I feel like if if Monte Carlo came back during that, it would have been oof. Gambit yeah. would have been a pain. Um, but anyway. Uh, Swashbuckler on Seal Fever is really good. I'm a, I actually add a role in the show notes that I have used. Mm-hmm. I, I've been using a lot lately.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's Grave Robber and Swashbuckler.
2: Okay. And
1: uh, you heard me talking about Monte Carlo uh, earlier. And I basically, and I, and I, and I, and I say I'm a Grave Robber and Swashbuckler on Steelfebler. It's basically a legendary version of Monty. It's not a bad role. Okay. At all, and it's one a lot of players tend to sleep. Uh, if you want, it's like, if you don't have Monte Carlo yet, then getting any auto rifle for that matter, but specifically Steel feather with Rayford and Sauce is really good. Okay. It frees up. It frees up that uh, that exotic slot too.
2: Yeah, it would. And having an exotic, I don't know, exotic primaries slot. I really really shy away from using an exotic primary anymore. I pretty much almost always just use a secondary exotic. It's just so hard to so hard to justify it. But I don't know. The Black Scorpion is the callback weapon that we had back in year 1, I want to say, Black Scorpion 4SR. Yeah, D- or your-
1: yeah.
0: uh, D2, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Definitely. A, it was one of the beginning weapons if I remember mm-hmm. right. One of the ones I, that they used for the beta. It's been a while. Was, I think it was a beta one. I
1: don't. Yeah.
2: Know.
0: Yes, so it was. It was the original release. It was in the original release, I believe. Yeah.
2: This one is definitely one you want Zen moment on. It's going to turn it into more of a laser pointer. It is also, I believe, naturally a full auto scout. Yep. And then you want either Rampage or Outlaw on it as well. I would prefer Rampage for a PvP loadout rather than Outlaw, though having the fast reload is nice. But that's just me. I like being able to mow people down after a few kills and just continue to mow them down for a while. I
1: also going to recommend, I also recommend uh, one with Rangefinder.
2: Oh, yeah, that's not a bad one. I don't know. I don't ever really look for a Rangefinder on a Scout rifle, though it makes sense because... If you are pushing the range of the weapon out, it actually increases the accuracy, which is one of the weird ways that Bungie
1: increases the stickiness. Uh, mm-hmm.
2: on it. Mm-hmm. So there's that uh, Mars. I don't really have. I don't know. I hated the Mars weapons. Not gonna lie. I've been mm. farmed with them a few different times. One of the Mars weapons was Martyr's Retribution. Which is the grenade launcher that makes everybody angry because it is the one where you shoot fire at their feet and it creates a basically the grenade line
1: that thermite oh, grenade.
2: Yes, though it doesn't does it make the same sound as a thermite grenade? I don't think it's nearly as loud. I don't
1: think I, don't, I, I think it's altered slightly. Okay, so I
2: don't. Know, right? I, don't,
1: I don't mean uh, Sunbreaker with thermite grenade allowed. That's I think, true. I think we go fusion.
2: That is another option for those of you still chasing a mountaintop like I am, because I hate grenade launchers and I refuse to put on a, a primary or secondary grenade launcher. Um, yeah, a slow
1: one. This a one's slow a
2: second. Launcher. Yeah, this is a secondary grenade launcher, so you're gonna have more ammo availability. Yeah. So no, that's. A,
1: I think it's just interesting to note that uh, Mars is actually uh, on the, the uh, debut of a new frame of uh of grenade launcher. Oh really? Yep. We have I've... never had a waveframe before in in the game
2: interesting
1: so so in what waveframes do is like like uh like you said it when you uh when you fire it the grenade instantly explodes on the ground and increase this uh, this line hmm so I think it should be it be interesting to see if we get more grenade launches like that
2: it would be interesting to see if they institute anything similar because there's no, besides the void wall, they could do a void grenade. They have that animation already that. set up. They that. don't have necessarily an arc thread like that. Like, there's never been an arc grenade that does a trail. It. it I mean, there's obviously arc web which can go die the uh, fire. I like
1: an arc <laughs> grenade. I'll like arc grenade. I'll like an arc
2: that would be interesting. Really nice. Yeah. So that's the uh, secondary... Gr- grenade launcher that you get from the season. There is Line in the Sand linear fusion rifle. I saw this quite a bit last season. I really haven't seen it much this season. I don't know if there I mean backup mag was such a big thing for such a long time and I think that was one of the things that you just really want to have on any fusion rifle at this point because it just increases that fire rate so much. But I don't I don't have any roles that I was like I really want or I really know that would be great on that one.
1: Uh- but uh yeah, Lion in the Sand is kind of, plan. it is kind of interesting. A, it's it actually has a fairly decent damage output and uh during uh last season it was a, it it was a how we saw after PvP linear fusion. Um, mm-hmm. the problem is linear fusions are linear fusions, so you tend to treat them like they're heavy sniper rifles, but they don't really do oh. a lot of damage. The heavy weapon, the heavy. Snipers I mean, like. headshots—they're
2: they great, and that's well, probably yeah, why we saw shots. them last season because that was they're the way to shots. get Komodo. That's why I yeah. saw it. And yeah, Black yeah. Flag is sending sent me a one of his favorites, which is rapid hit and firing line. Yeah. So. Yeah, fire,
1: yeah, and that's, uh, I'm also going to link uh, this video that I did of a bit, uh, with damage test with multiple different line-in-the-sand rolls, uh, including okay. ones with fired line, and they're actually pretty decent.
2: Cool. Uh, if you can send that to me in our DMs that we got going on in the other chat, I can put it into chat for you.
1: Will do.
2: Thank you. All right, so uh the repeat, or the kind of time-loss weapon that was back from D1, really showed up actually with the Drifter and Gambit was Bygones. Everyone has their favorite Bygones. There's pretty well-established following of what is good for Bygones and what is not. A lot of people have their own flavor in which they like. You go find what you like with that one. There are plenty of those out there. Going to Nessus, we still have two more locations to go to. Nessus, I do have quite a few... Uh, suggested roles: We have Patron of Lost Causes, the Scout Rifle from Nessus. Love
1: this gun. Love yes. Patron.
2: Now I can't remember what fire rate this gun is. I.
1: It's a lightweight. It's it's the same firing rate as Mida.
2: Okay, so this is the the one that's pinging you from across the map, yep. pretty easily. And so if you have rapid hit in Vorpal weapon, you can actually help melt down a super very 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 quickly. Also going to get champions. Mm-hmm.
1: Champions.
2: Rapid hit and explosive rounds basically gives you dragonfly. Explosive mm. rounds I have mixed feelings about, personally, because it's a delayed damage. Mm. It's great, but it's also kind of a mixed feeling in uh, PvP when there's
0: it milliseconds
2: st- between kills. It also
0: steals your kills for that type of weapon. which Ender yes. does that all the time. I get so annoyed by it.
2: Oh, yeah. Le Monarch 2. Anytime you have a certain type of burn or a... um a tick afterwards, mm-hmm. Timed Payload also does this.
1: Yeah. It will yeah. steal... Well, the if you're... Also, uh, uh, also increase flinch. Ah. That's,
2: a, that's a big thing in
1: PvP.
2: Yeah, for snipers. Snipers are such a big thing now. That would be great for snipers yeah. against snipers. Uh, full auto and explosive rounds. Full auto and vorpal weapon. Full auto on that uh, scout rifle is really nice. It fires very quickly, so it actually fires. It reminds me of a newer version of the the uh, what was it? The black black scorpion? No, what was it called? Or
1: was it, uh, yeah, it black scorpion. Of, or or uh, Randy's.
2: That too. It was it was the place of that. If you never got Randy's back in season, would have been season eight.
1: You can still get it. You just, you oh, just yeah. Don't count. It doesn't count towards
2: anything. The triumph. Yeah, it
1: will count towards triumph, but yeah.
2: But, all right, so here's the one that everybody has. Here's the one I've been waiting for. We talked about how great light was at the beginning of this episode. Now we're getting to the one that is a PvP god weapon. This has been used successf- successfully against multiple teams, not just against me. Not to just against my clan, but also against many people who do Trials Carries and done fairly successfully.
1: Travers Traveler's
2: Judgment. 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 Hmm.
1: Yeah. It should be working on uh, Traveler's Judgment. Back then, uh, it, this was a year one weapon type This was introduced in uh, Curse of Osiris. This was one of the uh, privacy weapons. Yes. And this uh, is one of, like two or three Prophecy Weapons that like, came back uh, in Season
2: of Dawn. Absolutely. Uh, the rules that you want to find for that for PvE is Feeding Frenzy and Dragonfly. If you are a PvP person, you've... one of the rules that's really great is Rapid Hit and Tap the Trigger. It's kind of an underrated one. Really, honestly, with the boost to sidearms, most anything with a Rapid Hit for sidearm is going to be really good in PvP. Auto-loading holster and disruption break is great for popping shields, for your PVE. So if you're going in and doing a nightfall, that's actually a nice way to do it. Or if you're doing these bunkers, and there's the, um... What are they
1: called? The anti barrier champions?
2: Yep. The ones that you... Sidearms are one of the ones you can put mods onto this season. Mm -hmm. Sidearms and submachine guns. This is actually a really great one to take into a bunker to help clear it much quicker.
1: It fires in, in three rounds, too, so think uh, Last uh, last Dance. Nice.
2: Last Dance is good again, too. That one's mm-hmm. interesting to see.
1: So glad they brought that one back, too.
2: Yeah. Alright, so, last one for Nessus is Jack Queen King 3, also a weapon from Curse of Osiris. This one has been brought back with not really a whole lot... M- Added to it that wasn't there before. Swashbuckler is a possible role you can get on it now. Uh, Swashbuckler and Substance, It's actually a pretty decent role. What did you you put you put something down for this one? Grave. Good amount of fun rolls here outside of the usual outlaw combos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Um, a uh,
1: yeah. So Sw- I, I, again. I I, I never really Swashbuckler until uh, season of dawn, and I I, I stand Swashbuckler obviously. Now, just because the damage boost is so good, I I believe it's one of the easiest ways to get a damage boost off a weapon. Um, You can easily just either keep shooting, and you'll get uh, an increase, a swashbuckler increase in that damage bonus, or you can just melee, kill an enemy, and you'll get a full charge that way. Uh, It and it also doesn't just increase damage to your weapon it also increases damage to your melee which you're mm-hmm. going to be doing a lot if you have swashbuckler
2: yeah i i have mixed feelings about swashbuckler on hand cannons cuz i don't generally close that tightly with hand cannons against an enemy uh sidearms seem to be a more natural fit for me as far as that range but it is a really good combo to have Swashwickler on because of how hard it hits, if you are quick with your uh, aim down sights, or if you're good at even just uh, hip firing. Yep. Uh, Demolitionist and Rampage, another good one, and then Demolition- Demolitionist and Firefly. This one's really pretty good in PvE. Not, it's okay in PvP. Not the best hand cannon there. You're, yeah, they're still going to get out.
1: It's middle of the road. It's, overall, it's an okay hand cannon.
2: Yeah, it'll still get outclassed by Last Word, Ostringer, and Lunas Howl, or the one that I can't actually get because I can't get through comp without getting angry.
1: We're not going to miss that weapon that yeah. shall not be forgotten. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Alright, so two more weapons. EDZ. Yep. Galagant Charge Fusion Rifle. I saw this quite a bit last season. Uh,
1: Gal Charge, I, I never really use down charge a lot. Um, it Again, is, uh,
2: it's, a, it's okay. It's got a decent charge time on it naturally, and then if you put backup plans on it, it's pretty nice. The range on it still isn't nearly as far as, say, an Arantil, or obviously your linear f- fusion rifles are going to have a much longer range, but it's a yeah. decent one. Um, the last yeah. weapon that's available is Infinite Pass 8, another Curse of Osiris weapon.
1: Uh, it's I a pulse rifle. Like I do not
2: like it fast. I pulse rifles. It, yeah, pulse rifles are in a bad spot right now. I feel yeah, they're. It's they're... not
1: even. It's not even like pulse rifles in general. It's just, it's just the lightweight frames, and that's what yeah. infinite paths kind of falls into. Yeah, because it's because it just tickles. It's, it's a tickle. It's also jumpy. It's also very very jumpy. Mm. If you don't have even. I think even with a counterbalance is
2: Yeah, it's, I can see that.
1: It's a very... It's not good. It's not a good dueling weapon in PvP. It's It tickles enemies in PvE. I have, like, one or two, and they are... And then they don't really do much for me.
2: I gotcha. Yeah, those,
1: I mean... They, um, look, great. they look great in shaders, though. Which one was? I'm sorry? They look great in shaders.
2: Oh, yeah. I'm sure.
1: I have, I have one in uh, Burnished Streams. Looks really good.
2: Some of the weapons just look good in different shaders. Some of them don't. I'm looking at you, Anonymous Autumn. You look like <laughs> in every shader I put on you. But uh. the... Um, yeah, so those are kind of the different weapons you could have gotten from the obelisk. As far as the obelisk themselves... They were pretty easy to put together. There was a mission that you had to do, not too terribly difficult. As far as connecting all of them, I kind of wanted to bring up the question to you guys on why specifically those locations? Do we have anything from the mission or the lore that you guys can think of that would dictate EDZ, Mars, Nessus, and I'm blanking the last one, Tangled Shore? So
1: So I was thinking about this like the other day and I saw when I was like doing these, I saw like the obelisks were like, they had like a beam that was pointing and they created like a hole in the sky. Yeah. And if you looked, like I was wondering, okay, where these obelisks are actually pointing somewhere? And we also found out where they were pointing towards. They were pointing towards the White House, the, the new White House for trials. But in terms of, like, the locations, I don't really know. Like, I would have to speculate maybe they would have something to do with the maps in trial, in this first run of Trials for this season. Okay. But so, but then again, like, last week we had the Anomaly.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and we never had a Novelist on the moon. But,
2: no, we did not. Though, so I, don't I mean, if we had... If you talk about some of the different locations. EDZ connected to, well, think about Rasputin right now. We had EDZ f- so far for Rasputin and the moon for Rasputin, locations that the war mine bunkers were. We also okay. have that map in the bunkers that kind of shows that there's possibly bunkers on all the different planets, including some of the moons. Obviously, the, our moon in particular has one. But with the obelisk themselves, Osiris never calls out that I can remember why these specific locations. Now, he always talked about why he's doing it, why he's connecting all these p- places, but I don't know.
1: It, Blue? it, was, it, was, it kind of was like lol video game.
2: Yeah. Blue, do you have any idea besides just
0: the video game reasons? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> like, obelisk in Egyptian mythology are you know there there's the adult version of what they stand for and then there's right. also the connection to raw and the sun disk and you know there i mean there's there's a lot of different iterations as to their meaning um but as far as like the connection <clears throat> excuse me the connection here um i think it's mostly hey we have these maps and we want to give you a reason to go back to them more than mm-hmm. More than anything that I've seen, um, you know, I mean, again, the VEX
2: are not on the EDZ, so it's not like that is the reason for that one to be there. They are on Nessus. They right. are and on I mean, Mars. Like, no, they're not on Mars.
0: I think there, there might be, you could maybe make an argument that they are touch points in the time loop. But that being said, they never got used for that. Um, right. So it's it's hard for me to say that that's the reason. It's all a matter
1: of course time. Like, like the, the uh, obelisks were actually very important in solving Well, no,
0: but I mean, like there weren't there weren't like touch points that we went and corrected. You know, like it wasn't like Saint 14 where we we actually interfered with the time stream. It was I it mean, was more about protecting the time stream from being manipulated which i mean that could we, be the point too
2: we did kind of inter- interfere with it a little bit i mean we went in and did that very first mission with st 14 with the spider walkers right like that
1: was right, over no, no, right. paradox. we gave him the paradox paradox they gave to us
0: right and i mean yeah, i guess it, the it argument the argument you could make is that the entire premise behind us setting up the uh, the obelisk and the sundial in general was to prevent the the Super Saiyan sisters from uh, messing with the timeline. That could be also the creation
2: of the Imperial foundation Mm -hmm. and rebuilding the lighthouse using all that energy to rebuild Uh, the lighthouse.
0: Given the new lore of the lighthouse, I'm not really sure why we did that, but you know, that being said um, there, there's that too. Um, I'm trying to think though, if there were major touch points, maybe on those locations, you know, maybe there are obelisks on every location or on every planet, and we just didn't trigger those. I mean, there there could be a lot of... Just because we didn't interact with something doesn't mean mm-hmm. it doesn't exist. It just means fair. that for whatever purpose, it wasn't necessary.
2: Right. That's fair. So, from there with the obelisk, oh, that, that kind of brings us... Yeah,
0: Doom does make a point that Cabal were present on all locations that the obelisk That's
1: yeah, that should be. You know, important. That's
2: interesting, especially considering that the Cabal are actually not a super influential race well, at the
0: moment.
1: Well, the Galaxy Wars during season of dawn because of the
0: Scions. Right, right, I was about to say because it was it was the Scions more than anything.
2: Oh, uh, that would make more sense. Okay,
0: because they so, were they were messing with because again the Super Saiyan Sisters.
2: Right, Super Saiyan Sisters.
0: They do the merge Fusion.
2: They do the merged, yes. They do the fusion.
1: Ah.
2: <laughs> Except Io, which has a Vex structure. There, right?
1: Yes, I'm, yes. I also to Dragon Ball too. Okay.
2: Hey, DBZ is a good one.
1: It's a good one. It's good. It's really good.
2: All right. So here's my next question for you: Time lost weapons in relation to the actual time lost puzzle, the puzzle that we had to go through to get all the lore. For the season.
1: This is my favorite part.
2: Alright, I'm going to let you go on this one and just ask questions to help lead on it. So.
1: Okay. Uh, basically what I want to talk about in terms of corridors of time, uh, just what did you guys think about it Like when, when the puzzle was happening? Like th- what was going on in your, in your head when, when it was happening?
2: I th- personally thought it was a little frustrating <laughs> when you start, when it was fascinating, it was fascinating to start seeing the um, map reveal itself slowly, right? Like that's the whole point of it. And then you had the community involvement with putting the puzzle pieces together and finding the missing ones. And then basically breaking uh code breaking to get the other ones. That is interesting as well. It was a really well-designed community event. the, not going to lie, running corridors a time over and over and over again was not my favorite, um, mainly because of the rooms being static rolled, essentially. Like There was not a huge amount of variance between rooms. It like, was no, very run... easy to
1: get just all turned
2: around. It is, but it was also really easy just to run through everything. Like, you didn't have to kill everything. Mm-hmm. There was not a huge thing, which is granted. I made, great I made one for... run
0: that I didn't kill anything in.
2: Right. Which was great for the farming of the maps. That was absolutely excellent. The fact that it wasn't incredibly difficult, but the thing that I found really kind of the balance was off, I guess, between the exertion of the group, putting everything into it versus the singular reward of what you get towards when you run at the end on your own. Like, Everybody's puzzle pieces didn't exactly matter in some ways, which is hard to do in a game that is played with as many people as possible. But I don't know, it was it was not a bad bad execution, just an interesting take on their execution. Don't know if I would suggest it, it doing something like, like that again.
1: It felt like another take on my Labs. Like but yeah. a much more successful take on it, but it still kind of faltered a little bit in terms of giving everyone something to do. Because I feel like uh, the Polaris fractaline donation drives for uh, trials was mm-hmm. a much more successful take on it. it. It just took out the puzzle and just made it a community effort to just donate fractaline.
2: Yeah. It just wasn't but, as fun to play as it was to see the community work together on it. Yeah.
1: Now here's another question I want to talk about, and this is just a general thing about the course of time. Mm-hmm. And I want to present this theory to you. I'm sorry. I, I want to pre- I want to present like a like a little theory okay. about course the in general. Okay. The what we see certain vex in in the in the course the certain types of vex. we see uh, descendants and precursors. Mm-hmm we saw those same Vex in the Vault of Glass.
2: Mm-hmm. We, see those, we see those same ones on Mars, in the first mission on Mars.
1: Yep, and I was thinking-
2: Or not Mars, uh, oh, Mercury. Oh, Mercury, sorry.
1: Yeah, in the first Christmas-Iros mission. Mm-hmm. And your ghost makes mention that they're, they're the same Vex you saw the Vault of Glass and you did the raid. Right. Um, so I was thinking, there's gotta be a connection between the corridors and the vault, right?
2: Well, I mean, it's a type of X technology that is time fluctuating. So, yeah, I, w- I would agree with that, that the vault has its particular function and time or the corridors has a slightly different function.
1: Well, yeah, and also but the, if you uh, the gate thresholds are also similar to the glass throne. At the end. Well, because if you what?
0: remember, the vault was the confluence of the corridors.
1: Oh, was, was that
2: actually something stated back in the vault?
0: Oh, so it was described as the confluence of time. That's what a confluence is. Is it's a mm. connecting point for all the the corridors and travel ways, so if you have so, corridors of time, then you would have a confluence.
1: Yep, and what um, I'm thinking is, uh, the corridors of time are like like uh, pulling back the curtain and seeing like the machine, or it's like the other side of like a, it's like when you crack open a computer like case and you see like all these bits and bobbles and wires going everywhere.
2: Right. I'm My sorry, question. Like
1: this was that
2: sort of My question with that though is that if the corridors of time that we had here do have more of a bearing on being related to the the actual uh, vaulted glass, those are what was the what is the purpose of the corridors of time? Is it the literally traverse. just a ha- house to traverse through time? It is literally the
1: stepping. Is it I would, I
0: would imagine if there's going to be the an explanation is, uh, behind it, yeah, that's probably what it is.
1: Yeah, but the, but the thing about that is uh, the corridors of time that we went through are specifically Mercury's corridors of time. Right. One, what, I think, what I'm thinking is, what if every planet has their own version of it? Like if you were to build a sundial for every planet, <laughs> they would see a different version of the corridors of time.
0: Right, which I mean, you could argue is what the Obelisk are—the start of it. But well, it's the a, obelisks it's a, are it's a created
2: by—it's a touchstone, it's, a keystone right. to
0: basically that particular um, planet. Hmm. So you would have different keystones for different waypoints um, that would connect. To, it's it's um, <clears throat> it's it's a common theme in like when you have multi-dimensional uh, uh, fiction. You'll have a lot of references to keystones, or you know, uh, know, a a Dark Tower series does this quite a bit with Keystone Earth. Keystone Earth is the center point at which everything else branches out of.
2: But when you're walking through the different areas in, um, oh gosh, what your Dark Tower series, there's like the wasteland, sure, Mm -hmm. but there's not a very unified walking through area Currently, there's not
0: so but also remember that the, the dark tower multiverse that we experience within the stories is a broken down one because the the time has passed on and so in its heyday there were corridors between the verses that allowed you know the different factions to traverse those and so you would have different uh waypoints within those multi-dimensional points that will allow you to travel from one dimension to the other that's how Walter O'Dim was able to jump between, you know, Salem's Lot and Wastelands and Oz and all the different uh Katoy cities or Kentoy cities. So
2: it's just a path, not necessarily an established path.
0: Uh I mean it, that that part is I think it depends on the type of fiction that you uh that you look at. But I mean, you look at how, yeah, Black Flag just mentioned, you know, Skolos pulled the wolves through time.
1: Right, so he, he but the, that's he was what Vuru's asking. He was of time. But
2: that's what Buru is asking in chat, is if when Skolas did that, when we were on the Citadel, was he literally walking through a corridor of time like we did when he was pulling the wolves through? Or was there something totally different available to him?
1: As, I think he was as, using something different, because he was using tech from the Vault of Glass.
0: Well, but, but the, the mean, vault
2: of
1: glass is the conflicts.
2: I, I think that
0: it, it would be similar. I mean, I I would also pre- preface my response with we don't know because oh, we sure. don't know what these are.
1: Speculations, yeah, these absolutely. are definitely like speculations. The connections but connections are, are there to. Yeah, I would not make connections. Yeah, I
0: definitely think that it would be a strong possibility that what we're seeing is a a a bringing together of. The, at least an explanation of how the vex supposedly do the time stepping that they do because mm-hmm. if you if you also think about it these corridors or time would technically be outside of time so when you talk about you know taking this example of Skolos, if you say that Skolos walked a corridor of time to us when we're fighting him you know it they just kind of appear there's no really big differentiation he right, could have made it he could have we... made an exodus through it but to us to us, our perception, he was right. just an instant. Yeah.
2: Stepping in and out of it. Right.
0: He he literally, it's the whole it's the whole analogy of time as a stream. He he literally took a step out of the stream, took a step back, got what he wanted, took a step back, and then came back into the stream. But to the people who are in that stream at that moment, as soon as he steps out, and from that point to the point he steps back in, you know, there's, there's nothing to say that it, it could have been years, you know. But right. it's like a Doctor Who episode, like, you know, it, and, and like Doctor Who, that's kind of how I approach Destiny's time at this point, because it's it's like Doctor Who. It doesn't necessarily have to make sense as far as like quantum physics or anything, because at the end of the day, it's just meant there for a storytelling aspect. Right, um, for sure. And, it's just and fun and to so, speculate on what right, it would right. But I, be. I, I honestly think that with the introduction of the corridors of time um, and with everything that we saw with the Vault of Glass, you know, I do see a strong correlation between all of this stuff, and, and that would make sense to me because, again, we're talking about effects. Right. So that's the common theme, if you will, between all of them.
2: Cool. Well, I don't want to go too much further into any lore stuff until we get into the advanced episode because I have a feeling we're going to keep hashing this out there as well as kind of going through the weapons in particular. Yeah,
0: especially with time loss. like hmm but so, uh, so shout outs, shout outs for the yep, intro session.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, grave. Do you have any shout outs for the first session?
1: Uh, shout out to, uh, AJ. Uh, he was in the uh, chat, uh, uh, a little while ago. Um, and I think he's still listening. So, uh, hi AJ. Good to see you. Uh, he's, he's a good, good friend of mine. Um, and shout out to my clan, the moon cowboys. Nice. They are, they are the, biggest bunch of idiots i have i have the honor of playing with they are honestly the most chill group of people if you if you want uh if you want like a chill group of destiny players who do nightfalls trials and all this of stuff together uh they're your clan. We don't read a whole lot, but when we do, it's just, it's a pretty good time. Uh, we uh, look us up on Bungie.net, uh, Moon Cowboys. Uh, we have a Discord server that uh, we use to sort of organize ourselves in, uh, and one of our guys will link you to that. Um, nice. When you uh, when you want to, if you feel like joining our little our little family. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I that, those
2: are my shout outs. Cool. I have two this week. Shout out to Blue for letting me finish sadly, sadly letting me finish my trials card for the for the evening with Cole. And um we we ended on a loss, unfortunately, but it's fine. We're gonna get back in there. And shout out to actually the Regic. Ridgec- Red Jack Network in general. That is my clan that I'm currently running with. It is the clan that Isakul created and um, kind of my core group is in there. Cold, Wired, Wicked, myself, Raz. Um, a lot of Hydra has actually switched over to this for now just because we have a larger group to work with. There's over 300 members all on all different platforms. Ranging from raid teams to uh, PVPers. There's some pretty intense PVP players in there. All the way across the board, PVE, PVP. Everybody's helpful. They also do kind of jackbox game nights and stuff like that. Really active kind of group. Funny and silly. But you, if you are interested in that, hit up uh, Red Jacks network.com i think is what you made it as far as the website Red Jack network i'm going to look that up real quick so i give you the right page yeah Red Jack network. Show notes com. there's no s on it it's pretty easy i'll put it in chat i'll put it in show notes for you pretty pretty nice pretty easy to get into as far as uh fun types of things going on lots of people just being nice to each other but also being competitive. That's okay. You can be both. But yeah. Those are my two shout-outs for that. Blue, shout-outs for you.
0: Uh, big shout-out to Orchid for putting up with me running Silent Iron Banner with her. Uh, while, while you guys chat about guns that I don't understand. Um, it's and then, okay. And, and big shout-out to Green and Gray for chatting about guns that I don't understand. Because... It's
2: a, we like I can, guns. I can, it's tell okay. you, I
0: can tell you about the Snickersnack. But I cannot yes. tell you what a vorpal roll thing, vorpal weapon mod. That one, I don't know what that or, does. I guess other roll. than kill a jabberwock, um,
2: it, it does a lot of
0: damage to the bad things that want to yeah, hurt you. It should be a one and hit AJ, kill.
1: Uh, Aj said that uh, he, he got that.
0: Oh yeah, I saw, oh yeah, yeah. The Alice reference. Yeah, I was like, yay! Yeah. Um, but yeah, big shout out to you guys. Good. Um, totally a different s-
2: intro session than normal, but I like yes. it.
1: This is our closest attempt to doing Crucible Radio. We're we're
2: never going to get Right? (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. This is Focus Fire Chat Radio.
1: (laughs) Pretty much.
0: (laughs) A really
2: janky version of what those guys did. Anyway,
0: we're trying. We're trying. Anyways, thank you for your time. And until next time, remember, with wisdom we conquer. Stand strong, stand tall, and keep exploring. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast. And let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. And I'm going to shoot this guy before I stop this recording. Ha ha!
2: I win! Oh shit!
1: <laughs>
2: by the way, nice golden gun take takedown on Citadel. I saw that as... W-